0: Only I can change my life. No one can do it for me. That is a quote by American comedian and actress Carol Burnett. Welcome to episode number 162 of the Sidetrack Stories podcast. And today we're talking about the art of reinvention. Have you ever wondered why so many of us wait for a wake-up call from life before we start making changes? Well, instead of idly waiting for the universe to shake things up, let's take the reins and make conscious decisions to shape our destinies. Join Judy and me as we explore the powerful concept of creating yourself instead of just finding yourself. From making decisions to committing wholeheartedly and taking actionable steps toward change, we're here to inspire and motivate you to embrace life's journey with courage, and intention. Take advantage of this empowering conversation. Tune in now and embark on your own path to personal growth and transformation. Hello, this is Sidetrack Stories, and I am your host, Lisa Hoffman. This podcast is all about embracing and celebrating the wonders of midlife. It's for multi-passionate souls eager to shape a passionate, purposeful, and beautiful journey unapologetically. It's not for those settling in, living on autopilot, or simply seeking a comfortable and complacent existence. Instead, we're going to lean into midlife cause. It's a time for conscious growth, creation, and contribution. So gear up and get ready to be inspired. Midlife, it's the perfect time to listen to your heart and become the force you were always meant to be. Hey, hey, Judy. Hey,
1: Lisa. How are you? I love
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks. Got my lipstick on, so I'm feeling. And your green like...
1: glasses, you're looking right on. eh? looking good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't had them for the last couple of weeks, so I really? they were just down next to my bed, and exactly. So I put them on because I was trying to read something with you right before this podcast, and was like, "Let me get those glasses because they are my my jam. I like they them, are,
1: and they look great.
0: I have never seen somebody. There was one lady one time I saw who had some bright glasses. And I can remember how she just drew my attention. I thought, that woman's got some attitude. Mm -hmm. And that's what these glasses do for me. They make me have a sense that I have attitude.
1: Exactly. Well, you're looking at the world through those bright green glasses. You can't help but be excited about life, right? Exactly. And about what life can hold. Exactly. And that brings us right into line with what we want to talk about today. Exactly. Today, it is all about the art
0: of reinvention and you know usually i go on a walk before we do our podcast Mm -hmm. on the weekends sometime and sometime and today i did not my phone craig my lovely husband set up on my nightstand a nice little charging center and everything and so i got this morning and saw that it was all um dead i hadn't put it on the charger (laughs) i put it on the charger and then I thought, you know, I want to do this and this. And, you know, how is our podcast doing? And I was looking at stuff and I'm holding the charger as I'm doing these things. And then after I was done, I thought, oh, it's probably up to enough now. And I looked at it and it was at 1%. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. So it must not charge when you're being when you're using it in contrast to the way it used to. I mean, with my and I would just stick the plug into it. It would charge mm-hmm. while I was surfing or reading or playing or listening or whatever.
1: Yeah. So I can't help you because I always charge mine at bedtime and get up in the morning and then it's charged. So well, that's
0: why Craig set it up for me on my nightstand, you know, mm-hmm. for that exact thing. He, what he found it in his decluttering and i um, thought that it would be, benefit me. So.
1: Well, I, I have to wait. have an alarm that goes. Mur, mur, mur. If I don't have that, I don't wake up in the morning.
0: Mm-mm. No, I you often will wake up minutes before my alarm clock goes off.
1: Do you really? At
0: at 5:10. So or 4:10. Right now I'm getting up at 4:10. So. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, with that being said, so where I was going with this was that glasses. Where were we going with
1: this, Judy? We were going to the art of reinvention. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the reason I was talking about my phone was the fact that I take my phone on my long walk yes. and I get ideas for what the podcast is going to be about. And today I didn't. And so it was just me and my brain. And the thing that kept coming up for me was reinventing. And I'm in that process of reinventing myself right now. And you are in a process of reinvention. And it, it, I've given a lot of thought to this lately. And it's really right where the two of us are at. That's Wouldn't exactly right. Wouldn't you agree right. with that? hmm so, you know, one of the things I've talked about in the past, just, just here and there, is how, you know, one path to reinvention, and it's the path that I don't want people to take, is that path um, set up and you put, put on the path due to trauma. Mm-hmm. And whether that is a health diagnosis, or you find out that your partner's been cheating on you or they come home and say they want a divorce or, Mm -hmm. you know, something has happened where you need to reinvent where you're
1: you're in a whole different relationship situation.
0: Yeah. So that brings me to you and you have just recently gone through that. Mm -hmm. So you've gone through a trauma with um, when Michael passed.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I actually went through a double trauma. I had for the first time in my I have to say for the first time in my life that I can actually say with positivity, I found a job of my dreams. I Mm -hmm. found a job I absolutely loved. And then my department was eliminated and I became aware of that March 1st. Then on April 4th, my birthday, my husband died. Mm -hmm. And then on May 19th, I worked my last day. So I was having two traumas. One was, okay, now what do I do job-wise? And number two, who am I as a single person? And what are, are my goals different? Do I stay the same? And, you know, I had some things that I had to reinvent from just a practical place. Mm-hmm. I needed to support myself. Mm-hmm. And um, if I wanted to keep the home I love, social security wasn't going to do it. So I made a very, very conscious decision to search for jobs. I did give myself three months to to just be with the fact that I was alone and to get over not you don't get over it ever, but to just kind of become um, what's the term so that I I was I was sleeping at night now and I was not, every day, you know, finding myself dissolving into tears and all those kinds of things. And that took me about three months. But I mean, I still talk to Michael every day and I still I put his little I wear his ring on my index finger and I still talk to him every time I put it on. However, that being said, what I know is the way that Michael treated me and loved me, he would not want me to wallow. Mm -hmm. So I had this trauma and there were two ways that I could go. One was to say, I have no clue what I'm going to do now. I'm just going to sit and and chill and wallow. And I did take a little time to settle down, you know, from being upset about things. But at that point, I identified that there was so much I wanted to do, and I needed to decide. Um, I knew from reading Life 101 that I couldn't do everything but I could do anything. Thank you so much for that book. I've kept it in my mind for the last, what, 45 years, probably. And I did make one major decision and that was that I needed to support myself and I wanted to work at a job that I really enjoyed. I didn't want a job that was just a job to support myself to get from point A to point B. So finally, as of the 29th of January this year, I have a job that I am loving, mm-hmm. which is so cool. So I go to work every day with a smile on my face. And and that kind of eases the pain of not knowing how I'm going to support myself. And so what it's done is it's given me freedom to explore other ideas mm-hmm. that I can do. Not that I'm going to el- eliminate that because I don't think I will, not by choice. Um, but, for example... Um, Well, it gets you
0: out and talking to people and having experiences. And I I think that's so important. Instead, when you're single, especially giving yourself a reason to get up and get out of the house and do things and and interact with people gives you a, a a, 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 a life force. It gives you purpose. It gives you reason. It even gives, gives you stories, things to talk about. It makes you interesting.
1: Well, I said up jokingly for several months now as when you and I have a podcast that, you know, my dog is not a great conversationalist and you just probably heard her barking in the background. <laughs> However, thank goodness for her because she has filled a void. But I love being around people and sharing and This job has elements of technology in it. And oh, man, I wish I were 30 years younger to have the technology come to me just like that. But it gets better every day. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to continue to plug away at it and use every other skill I have as far as dealing with people and so on and so forth to move myself forward. And if I hadn't made this choice, I wouldn't be doing that. Yes, you know, it's, I mean, we—you
0: are a perfect example of somebody who has experienced trauma and has used it for the benefit of yourself. And if, I mean, you had a choice, like you said, you could have, you know, just kind of thrown in the towel and said that was the best it what could be. And now, I don't know, you know, and just kind of, I think I don't know if you use the word wallow, but you know, just kind of went with the flow, shall we say?
1: Well, you can kind of numb out, you know, Mm. and I have to admit one of the things that this technology has been wonderful for is that I've listened to you talk about your love of podcasts. And Mm -hmm. I've started listening to podcasts about being a widow. I Uh never even thought about being a widow. But, um, Oh god, now I'm gonna remember her first name. Is it Chris Krista Saint Germain? I think is her name. She has a lovely podcast and is so helpful about saying, you know, your loved one that you had this wonderful life with would want you to be the best you could be. And for you to take the the numb out attitude isn't helping you. And she, you know, she, she gives you information like people say, aren't you done grieving yet? Well, you're Mm -hmm. never done grieving, you know, you're, but you're never going to replace that person. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm finding I'm not interested in a romantic relationship, but I am interested in growth.
0: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm.
1: I feel like if you're not growing, you're slowly dying. And, you know, I can see this in my plants. I had one plant that (laughs) has done so well over the summer outside. It had sun and it had the right exposure. And I brought it inside and it flowered three times. And I thought, oh, awesome. This is going to be great. And now it's looking a little sad. And so I fertilized it and I pulled all the dead leaves off and I'm babying it a little bit. And I bet you it's going to be back because it doesn't want to die. It wants to grow. Is that the Gerbera
0: daisy? Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's the one. And it's several years old, so this isn't its first tra- It's not its first rodeo, right?
1: It's not. This is its third year. Yeah. yeah. And I just am not willing to um, stop doing the things I know how to do. Now it may die in spite of me, and then I'll probably buy another one because it's been a really fun plant. <laughs> but um, well, I don't know. It's seen its last days. You. You. It's. It's. You
0: know. I've, I've brought it back. It's very. I mean, wow. What a. What a comparison. I think there are so many different analogies we could tie to that Gerbera daisy and how it has gone through phases of lushness and dying back and coming back and Mm -hmm. blooming. And then. It almost
1: has seasons, you know, it it goes through a season of rebuilding and a, a season of reinventing. And then all of a sudden I see new leaves and then I see buds and then all, and it's three different colors in one plant. It's, what is it, red, yellow, and orange. My guess and, is it's
0: just three plants planted very close together. I don't think it's three colors. Oh,
1: one... Yeah, very yeah. much so, but it's all in the same pot. It's three
0: colors so... in one pot, yes. Yeah,
1: that's it. Mm. So I, I just think that...
0: Well, I think the other important thing is, one. what did you say one of the things that you're doing to help it? You're pulling off the dead leaves. Yes. Ooh.
1: Dead leaves just draw energy that that plant doesn't have. And I think that's the same thing with us. Those dead, negative, oh, woe is me feelings just take energy from us that we could use to expand a bit. You know, I'm not I'm saying- thinking, you know,
0: I'm thinking right now back to that um, conversation that I had with Michelle on the podcast two weeks ago about called the fly lady. Uh-huh. And, you know, she's ta- her, the dead leaves in her life are clutter and disorganization. Mm -hmm. And how she's using um, a system to unclutter, organize and clean her house and how that's making her feel a freshness and an aliveness that really helps her become the person she wants to be.
1: You know, I have to tell you, it's also contagious because Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm at it to the same degree that Michelle is, but I find myself and now at this phase that I'm in now I have this job I'm really enjoying and I'm going to that every day and gaining new experiences and when I come home at night I don't want to just plop down and do nothing you know I'm like ooh, that bathroom cabinet really needs cleaning and I'm going to pull everything out of there and get rid of what I don't need and you know of course when you have someone pass you have old things that don't belong to you anymore that you don't need anymore and then I was putting away some pots and pans in the kitchen cabinet and I ended up with all the pots and pans on the floor and my vacuum cleaner out and (laughs) it's it is it's contagious and when you get done I asked Michelle a question. I said, so when you get everything all cleaned up in a room, mm-hmm. do you go around and open the cabinet doors and look and, and go, Ooh, doesn't <laughs> that look good? And she said, yeah, I do. And I thought, like, I do too. I It feels so good to have it done that you want to take a minute.
0: Kind of, kind of like, it
1: give it pets and you know yeah Yeah. doesn't that look good you know and and i think cleaning a clean refrigerator will do that you know you get so Mm. used to the spills of the junk in your refrigerator and then you go in and you clean it all up and you open the door and it's like oh that looks good now it looks a little more appetizing (laughs) so you know i think decluttering you're right you can declutter your your things you can declutter your mind you can Mm -hmm. declutter your ideas your well i guess that's Kind of your mind, but you know, I've even read that if your garage is dirty and a mess, and you walk through it every day, that it can draw energy from you. Yes. So I, I think you owe it to yourself to yeah. to really decide, even the first small step. And you've talked about this: clean out your sock drawer. Okay, you know. so
0: before we get any farther than that, you're right. That, I mean, okay. we that is wonderful. So backing up just a titch, mm-hmm. we were talking about how. Um, really, trauma can be the impetus for somebody wanting to reinvent their life. But you're right. You were talking about, you hinted on it just a little bit ago. I think you you can also come to this place of re- wanting to reinvent by being in a conscious decision-making place.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And that place is often found wrapped in... Boredom, Boredom, apathy, ambivalence.
1: Ambilance, yep. Yes,
0: I think I. I don't know what middle-aged woman or a person who's been in a career for a long, long, long time doesn't kind of sit back at one point and go, "This is not what I thought it was going to be," or this, or "This is not is what that gonna...
1: all there is? Is, is that, that is there is? You know,
0: <laughs> exactly." And so, as as we, I, that quote that I was telling you about earlier. Life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Creating
1: yourself. yourself. Yeah. And I think that is so true. And the other thing, you know, I'm 20 years older than you are, if not more. No, No, not more. No,
0: you're 15 years older than I
1: am. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. I'm older. And what I am finding to be absolutely amazing to me is how short life is. And do you really have time to kind of struggle at the same thing for years after years after year, and then finally just to put, no, you don't. And and I, I also heard a quote, which I can't remember, that said, you don't want to live your life where it ends with regrets.
0: Mm. So if
1: there is something that you've been really wanting to do, something that triggers even just a mild interest, it doesn't have to be your passion. It could be something that, you know, it, it's, every once in a while you'll get an idea. And when you start examining that idea, you actually feel better. You feel hopeful. You feel uplifted. Excited. Ooh. Yes.
0: Yeah I, yeah. I think that thing for me is playing the ukulele and, um, you know, tinkering. But you know with what?
1: That. You and I have matching ukuleles. Yours you do. Is- we Yours do. is yellow, mine is yep. orange and your yep. mother's is pink. I think we need a trio of ukuleles, but that's another thing. Anyway, so note. what you're saying you're right. Pick something. Pick one little
0: thing, whether it be playing the ukulele or calligraphy or cleaning, you know, house from top to bottom. Pick one th- one thing, something that you find to be just a small change, just a small change mm-hmm. and start there. I think that's a great way to get that, that reinvention started.
1: Well, and if you need ideas, I think the podcast thing is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go, you can find a podcast about almost anything, can't you? you? Can. Yes. Yeah. And yes. if you can't find a podcast, you can find a YouTube channel. So, you know, it, there's no real, how should I say it? It used to be these things were kind of hard to figure out. Well, they aren't hard to figure out anymore. All you have to do is to open yourself up, you know. Well, the, that... the
0: thing that I want to, to to put a caveat on is I don't, when you said the YouTube channel, I went, Ugh. I think there are lots of people that then can can get sucked into watching somebody else explore yeah. and develop and grow and shine. Like on and YouTube, you can, you can watch somebody else playing around with the ukulele and never, you it never actually pick up the ukulele. Mm. Yeah. Where when you listen to podcasts, I love that because I can walk and think and get excited and then come home, pick up a ukulele my ukulele and play. It's
1: it's it's, it's less passive. Yeah. The exactly. podcast is less passive. I, yeah, I do agree with that. What I really like about you know I've been trying to figure out the grooming of my dog and I've called Countless places. And I've, I've gone everywhere in my mind from wanting to go to dog grooming school to wanting to, to beg a groomer to let me watch, whatever. So finally, last week, I called my breeder's daughter. And we bought, brought her dog back when we brought our dog back from Washington State. And we figured out that we're only three and a half hours apart. And I know that she is an expert groomer. And so Michelle and I are taking a road trip and we're going to to um, um, Indiana next Saturday and she's going to groom my dog. And I got to tell you, I am so excited about that because I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to do this. And what I'm realizing is what I'm missing is a starting point.
0: Mm, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm.
1: identifying that I need to get her groomed and clean so that I have a starting point and I can maintain that I don't mm-hmm. have the knowledge yet to create it from scratch.
0: Mm, and, interesting.
1: Oh my God. I am looking forward to that road trip and thank yeah. bless Michelle for being willing to come with me because that's a long drive by yourself.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm.
1: Uh, all I can tell you is that I feel excited about it. And yeah. You know, She said I can watch everything she's doing and she'll explain it to me and tell me what tools I have that are the best ones and so on. And it just all of a sudden it kind of opened up a new avenue of instead of dreading taking care of my dog. I think once I have some tips and I know what I'm doing, I'm going to really enjoy it. Huh?
0: Cool. I mean, I mean, really, that fits perfectly with what we're talking about here. You have made a decision. You've committed to this dog and and figuring out how to groom her. Mm-hmm. And now you've taken the first step. And, and not, I mean, the first step was kind of the, the struggle to find an answer. Mm-hmm. And you did. You found an answer. That's that's a day trip. That's going to be fun. You're going to spend it with Michelle. You're going to go out and you're going to drive there. I don't know what you're going to listen to in the car. Or you're just going to talk the whole way. What's going to happen? But. You're really excited well, about that. That is. I've so been talking cool.
1: to. Mich- I want to talk to Michelle if she's got a good book on tape that we could listen to because seven hours you can usually finish a book by then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever she wants to do, I mean, I'm open. It it just feels so good to sort of have a plan in mind for that. Okay, and, so let's
0: stop there. I love okay. what you just said there. A plan in mind. So I think people that are listening to this are going, "Well, oh, great, she's got a plan," you know, but I really don't have a clue. You know, I'm in this place of border, apathy, mm-hmm. um, ambivalence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What about me? And so you and I did a little brainstorming before the podcast. Mm-hmm. and We came up with some ideas for that. Some things that maybe just because me, I'm a teacher. I love this kind of stuff. But you also you are somebody i
1: love it i'm a world exploration a a lifetime learner lifetime Mm -hmm. learner So we were talking about
0: how back in the day this was more than 20 years ago we've had both experienced a couple of really fun books
1: Mm -hmm. and these
0: books come with these like personality tests Mm -hmm. tests that you can um kind of play around with so the first one that i have that i've loved and that i've used is this one if you don't know where you're going you'll probably, probably end, end
1: up somewhere, somewhere else. else.
0: Yes. And this one was uh, copyrighted, I believe, 1974. So mm-hmm. this one is it's rich. And it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of those first books of the genre that probably even came out, I don't know. But mm-hmm. it this, this one is 50 years old. So mm-hmm. isn't that crazy to say that? Oh, I can't believe that. That's just oh. 50 years old. Oh, my, oh my goodness. goodness. And then this one, this one is when I was, I had been out of teaching for a couple of years and then I jumped back in again. But before I did that, do what you are. And it really helped me out. And I was like, what should I be doing? Where should I be going? Mm -hmm. Who am I now? I mean, I had done that back in college. I had done some kind of interest inventory that directed me in, it it was a, a test that didn't ask you about job qualifications, but it 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 put you together with people in careers who had the same likes and interests and personalities. Yes, and mine was in definitely in education.
1: Mm-hmm. So the education which, is like huge. I mean, mm-hmm. that can take all kinds of shapes and sizes.
0: So then, more recently, so now let's jump to the current. I was listening to a podcast, and there was the greatest. Um, author that was being interviewed, Jonathan Fields, his name is, and he was talking about his book. It's called Sparked. And I was like, "Ooh!" and it's once again, different um, ways that we present in the world and how we can look at what our motivations and interests and likes are and really observe ourselves from the outside. Uh And what I loved about it was that there is a his site that goes along It's called Uh Sparkatypes. You can take it the total test, Uh totally 100 percent for free. Uh And then it gives you a really nice rundown of what that means about you. But if you want to dig deeper into it, then you can buy the book, which I did. I mean, I found it so valuable and so interesting that. I did take that test. I mean, mm-hmm. Craig took the test. You took the test. Mom took the test. Shell took the test.
1: <laughs> Everybody took the test. And over the years, I have taken a number of tests. And the mm-hmm. the go-to one was always Myers-Briggs. And mm-hmm. I did that as part of a work exercise that was so successful to a company I worked for. Mm-hmm. I was a, an assistant manager to a man who I just thought the world of and respected. And I had a friend of mine who was assistant manager to a a person, a manager that she respected. And both of us were having horrible challenges accomplishing what we needed to do. Well, what we figured out is I was just like my manager and she was just like her manager. So after we did Myers-Briggs, you know what we did? We switched and I went to work for her manager and she went to work for my manager. Well, well the problem was I like to do all the same things my original manager liked to do. And so all the things that we needed to do that we didn't like, we weren't doing. <laughs> And what happened when we switched was like we became so much more effective and so much more productive and so much more fulfilled. It was wonderful. And Mm -hmm. Myers-Briggs has a book called Please Understand Me. Everything has a book. I know. And Mm -hmm. I I am the queen of having so many books and as many that I've I've skimmed, but I haven't read. But, um, you know, there's always a book. Yes. Um, I even went so far as I have a, a person who speaks um, to the public. He's kind of goes from a Christian background. His name is Gary, Dr. Gary Smalley. And he does a personality testing thing for adults and it does a very good job of it. But What I really liked is he wrote a book for children and hmm. it was called the treasure tree and the treasure tree, talked about four animals there was a golden retriever a sea otter a lion and a beaver and the four of them all had very unique definite attributes that that brought success to those animals lives well what was interesting is I started going to confirmation classes and things like that and doing this test and kids just loved it and they found it to be so interesting and it really brought out the idea of I'm doing different things than you are, that doesn't make me wrong. It just means I'm different. And the things you're doing aren't wrong. They're just different. And so it not only helped you know kind of what your thing was, but it helped you know that judging other people's characteristics was really um, a downer. It wasn't helping anybody. And so that was a lot of fun. But I'm just Hmm. saying, these quizzes can be insightful and yeah, the, other yeah. thing, the other thing it does is it can narrow the playing field for you. You know, if if you know that your strengths from your own inventory that you've done are this way, but you've been trying to be this, you've been trying to be all things to all people it's very freeing because you can focus your attention on the areas that interest you and yeah. that are meaningful to you and that bring you satisfaction. Yeah.
0: Because I'm thinking of, of one really good friend of mine and she's said for years that, you know, if she wasn't doing this, she really doesn't have any other interests. She doesn't know what else she'd do. I mean, she likes to watch TV. Mm-hmm. She likes doing stuff with people, but, in terms of what, n- nothing really you know lights her fire, and um, I, I was I was doing some research for her, and I was also besides the book sparked, there were some other ones that I found online for her. That um, one is called Truity, another is called Career One Stop, and a third one is called O Star, the, the symbol net. And I thought, you know, I'm going to check those out and see what kind of information they give me um, to see if I'm going to recommend them for her or not. And I thought, I'll put those in the comments of our podcast. And if you'd like to take one of those, I'll have the, the, the information about where they are. And um, I'd love other people's take on what they thought. So I'll also do the one that goes along with this book, Spark, with Jonathan Fields. Ooh, to find your sparkotype and yeah well, just really I brought,
1: up, I brought up google and i brought up lists of personality tests and one is the 23 best personality tests in ranking order of 2024 and, and it's and it's got well it's got myers-briggs in it it's i mean there's 23 of them so well but the ones know. i was looking for one i wanted them to be free that's the other thing uh, well you can do a myers-briggs test free hold on They've got, um, why should I take one? What are the benefits? Um, uh, well, anyway. Anyway, the other it, one that it'd I, be a good site I'm, to look at if you were that, interested. It's
0: really interesting to me, and so many people have talked about them, are the Enneagrams.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that one I've never taken. And that I, I love self-exploration and self-awareness. And I think that's a great starting point to... Begin your journey in the art of reinvention.
1: I agree. Uh, You know, I will say one thing. I probably have taken mm, maybe seven or eight of these tests. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And most of them break people down into quadrants. There's four quadrants. And what I find is that my quadrant that reveals itself each time is so similar one to the next that I feel pretty um grounded. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that that that's the direction that my heart is telling me to take. And and yeah. um yeah, it, it's one of those things you're not restarting every time. I mean, it's not gonna say that you should be an engineer when you really should be a decorator, or you know, it doesn't do that. It just asks you questions in a multitude of different ways. So it's that almost like it gives you permission
0: to follow the the seed the the thing that either maybe you can revisit something from your childhood or something that you've had on the side that you never that you might want to look at a different way or something that that you've been doing for a while that maybe you can dig into a little deeper
1: well you know sometimes i think what happens for what's happened for me recently is i had a career for like 45 years at the end of that career, I realized I really didn't like the career. However, there was one job that I loved in that career. And if I wasn't on a um, a, a building path yeah, where I had to do more, get promotions, do this, do that, I could just do that job, do it to the best of my ability and enjoy it. I did. I asked for that. And that's been very satisfying. So, you know, sometimes there's a piece of it, you know, and mm-hmm. you might be tired of the the thing you're doing, but maybe in that same field. And I, what I found for me is that I had experience in that field, yeah. and I could bring that experience to whatever job in that field I wanted to focus on. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to give up all those years of experience.
0: So what did you, what did, did you ever get the um, accused of being overqualified for the job?
1: Yeah. And I just basically said, I am at a phase in my life right now where I've learned a lot. I bring a lot to the table and I know from all of my many years in this field that this is the job I want. And actually, I was never questioned anymore about that. So I think it depends on how, oh, I know some people in in, in that business would say, oh, that's, that's giving up. That's kind of a starter position or whatever. And it's like, I don't care. It's something that mm-hmm. checks all the boxes for me. And so, you know, and, and it also has enough growth involved within that role that it's very satisfying so yeah mm-hmm. i know people have said and and i think for me i have a good reason for looking for a job for which i may be overqualified and that is been there done that finished you know i'm i'm not trying to be um president of my own company at this point you know what i'm saying is uh, mm-hmm. I think I, I came across in my interviews as knowing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that answered a lot of questions for. Well, and it also
0: en- enabled you to start out at the top of the pay for that particular position.
1: Yeah. Instead of a being extra.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That, that was nice. But I think yeah. we're going to wrap things up here, Judy. I think we oh, are. It. I'm having too much fun. <laughs> Well, this has been fun. I mean, yes. I love talking about tests and, and invention and and discovering oh, you yourself and playing around with who
1: I am and and where I'm going. And that is just rewarding. I, I We have so many of the same characteristics in that area because I think we really enjoy the same sorts of adventures. So thank you for including me on this trip. I appreciate <laughs> it. Cool. OK, we'll wrap it up here, Judy. Love you. OK. Love you too. Talk soon, I hope. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: Of course. Wait, stop. Okay, so this is the end of our episode today, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it interesting, informative, inspiring, entertaining. Wow, isn't that a huge expectation? But seriously, maybe you found these words do match what you're feeling. Well, in that case, we would love if you would please rate and review our podcast. It's super simple. All you have to do on your phone, go to your podcast app, scroll down to where you see the stars. You can click on the stars to rate the podcast. And then there's this little purple label that says, rate this podcast. And you click on there and then you can type in your words. You see by doing this, it'll help our algorithm, which will enable more people to find us. We'll just have more fun that way. Also. If you haven't checked out my relatively new Instagram page for Lisa Hoffman Coaching, you should stop by. Click it, check it out, follow me. I've got some fun ideas that I don't want you to miss out on. So once again, thank you so much for being with us today and see you next time.